Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Turn to the book of Joshua. Now, Joshua is in the first part of the Old Testament and uh, we're going to take several weeks to study through the book of Joshua a bit. And I'd like to, since we don't have a whole lot of time tonight, we can basically just get a start, a running start is what we'll do. We'll do a little background and, and submit. No, no, that's not your fault at all. And, and uh, listen, we're going to have a good time anyway. I always love uh, studying uh, these Old Testament books of the Bible, and there's just so much content there. And uh, I, I love how once you begin to really dig into some of these Old Testament uh, books of the Bible, uh, so much content for today just reveals itself. And there's just so much uh, here for us to look at. Uh, what, when you look at the beginning of the book of Joshua, it begins kind of where the book of Deuteronomy leaves off. And where we are is the children of Israel have gone through the wilderness uh, to towards the promised land. They were uh, led by God to uh, the banks of um, the Jordan River there, and they were going to cross over and, and take the land. And remember, uh, two spies, Joshua and Caleb, went over there along with the other ten spies. They scoped out the land, and they were led to, to uh, spy on certain parts of the promised land. They were all to come back and give a report. And uh, all the the ten other spies came back and said, oh, it's just uh, wonderful and beautiful, but there's giants in that land. They make us look like grasshoppers. We can't, and there's fortified cities, and they have uh, armies that are strong. There's no way we can take that land. But Joshua and Caleb came back, and they said, Look, all that's true about all those things, but look at the, it is a, a land flowing with milk and honey, and, and God's g- given in this to us. And if we go in there, God's going to be on our side, and He's going to uh, take us in there. We need to just go on in there. And I, I think Joshua and Caleb probably already had their land pl- uh, staked out. They said, I want this part right here. And they'd already started making uh, plans, and their wives had already picked out curtains and everything. But, but the other spies, they were, they were against the whole thing, and they said, there's no way we can do it. And so what happened was, uh, as you recall, and everybody knows this, uh, God said, okay, because y'all want to... Uh, stall and not go in, not trust in me. I'm going to make you wander around. Nobody in this generation is going to go into the promised land except for Joshua and Caleb. Uh, Everybody else is going to die. No one who is alive today uh, is going to go in there. Uh, And of course, that didn't include the children. You know, it was uh, only the adults. And so they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And during that time, the Israelites... I, I can't understand how you can be right there and looking at the place you want to go and then get lost. I don't understand that. But uh, but 
The Bible says they they wandered through the wilderness and they didn't. Uh, and I'm sure it was God doing that. That God confused them, caused them not to uh, to know where they were going, and and of course God led them uh, where they were going during those forty years. And now they've come back to the promised land, and uh, in that time, right before uh, where this occurs. Uh, a few key things have happened. Uh, first of all, uh, you have the death of Aaron, the high priest. Now, he's been the high priest since they left Egypt, and Aaron's uh, son has taken over as high priest, and he, he's been leading uh, the people of Israel as the high priest uh, as kind of a representative for God in that capacity. Now, uh, more than anything, though, Moses was the representative of God between the people of God and, and God. And so Moses was the one that was the great leader. Moses was the one that had been leading them all the way through. And God told Moses because of his sin that he wouldn't be allowed to go into the promised land. Now, does anybody remember what that sin was? That sin was is at one point in time. Uh, now, when they first went into the wilderness, they were in an, an area that there was no water, and God told Moses to go and strike the rock. And he struck the rock with his uh, his rod, and water became came gushing out. Later on, God tells uh, they come into another area where there's no water, and God tells them again to to go and this time, though, he tells him to speak to the rock. And Moses kind of got... Um, he, he, he decided he wasn't going to do that because of the fact that he felt like it was silly to go and speak to a rock. Uh, so uh, he went and he struck the rock. God allowed water to come out of the rock, but uh, God told him, because you did not... Uh, do exactly as I said, you're not going to go in and see the promised land. So Moses was taken up to a high place and he was given the ability to see all the promised land and he saw uh, the, pro uh, the whole extent of the promised land and then he uh, died on top of the mountain. And whereas Aaron, uh, they uh, knew that Aaron had passed away that, and they uh, buried Aaron up on top of the mountain where he passed away. Moses uh, went up into the mountain, but God buried Moses. Um, he, he was not uh, buried by a man. They don't know where Moses' uh, final resting place was because God's the one who buried him. Uh, you can find all of this in uh, the end of Exodus and uh, going through the book of Deuteronomy. And the book of Deuteronomy now is the book right before Joshua. And the book of Deuteronomy is Moses' final words to the people of Israel. He is about to relinquish his position as the leader of, of the people of Israel and turn that over to Joshua, who will then take over. Now, Joshua has been in the, 
in the scene all along. He didn't just show up at the end when they got close to the promised land. He was there all along as Moses' assistant. And he was always there and it kind of made sense for him to move into that role of leadership because he's kind of been right there along with Moses the whole way. It wasn't because he was uh, a faithful spy and went in. It wasn't only because he was a faithful spy and uh, uh, all of that. It was because also he had been there with Moses all along. And so Moses gives his swan song in the book of Deuteronomy, kind of reiterates everywhere where the Israelites have been reminds them all of the laws that God has given them, kind of uh, uh, just uh, in, encapsulates all the things that God's done for Israel and and talks to them about uh, all the warnings of uh, as they go into the promised land. He knew they were about to cut, go and take the land warns them about all the dangers that God God is is warning them through the uh, words of Moses in the book of Deuteronomy if you do this I'm going to do that if you uh allow uh peoples to stay in this country that I'm giving you uh and don't uh utterly destroy them I'll do this if you turn to their gods I'll turn away from you those kind of things and so and that's important because uh, we'll see that as we get into the book of Joshua, as Joshua takes over, he kind of does a very similar thing towards the end of the book of Joshua. uh, At the beginning of uh, the book of Joshua, he kind of, we see a transitioning from the book of Deuteronomy to Joshua in kind of telling what happened with uh, Moses and Joshua taking over. So let's look at that a little bit and see uh, what uh, this is all about. We're going to look at the first nine verses tonight and hopefully we'll have enough time to, uh, to look at that. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' uh, minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all of this people, unto the land which I do give thee, uh, to them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness to the, uh, this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the uh, going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee and turn not from it uh, to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate thereon day and night 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. And have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither to be uh, be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whether or soever thou goest. And so I want to point out a few things real quick. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, uh, but anyway, what we see here is that the book of Joshua is kind of, like I said, is transitioning from Moses. Moses has given the law. They're about to go in, and God is saying to uh, Joshua, okay, Joshua, more than any, uh, more than Moses uh, appointing you to be my, his successor, I'm appointing you his successor, and that's key and that's important. Uh, we need to understand that no matter what we do, if God's not the one that's leading us, we don't need to go. Uh, but if God is the one who leads us, as God is leading Joshua, He says, "Be of good courage. Don't worry about uh, all the things that are before." you he says i'm with you i'm going in with you and he says uh, i find this uh, very interesting also he says everywhere that you foot, put your uh, your foot and uh, everywhere you go uh, that i'm giving you and he kind of frames out the extent of the land that he's given to the israelites but if you go back to the book of genesis you and you read the account in which god is speaking with abraham and this is right after abraham and lot separate you remember lot uh, their their flocks got too big and and Mo, uh, and abraham said to lot he said hey why don't we split amiably he says if you go one way i'll go the other way if you go this way i'll go that way and lot he looked around and he found the best place and he said hey those plains over there towards sodom and gomorrah they are lush and they're green i think that'd be perfect for my flocks and so he says i'm going that way and abraham says fine i'll go the opposite way and they part and it looks like lot got the best deal because lot picked first and he picked the best land of course we know uh, from uh, looking back that Lot made the worst decision because he not only uh, went to where that lush land was, but he also got influenced by Sodom and Gomorrah and God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, that doesn't mean that Lot wasn't prosperous, but uh, we know also that as Abraham left uh, and went the opposite direction, he began to be led by God. And God said, hey, you just need to keep walking. And he says, I'm going to show you all the land that I'm going to give you. And, every, and he says the exact same thing as was mentioned here in the book of Joshua. Everywhere where you put the sole of your foot, I'm going to give to your descendants. And it's kind of a fulfillment of what God said to Abraham that in the book of Joshua, as they're about to enter, he tells Joshua, everywhere where the sole of your foot treads is a place, is going to be your land and what we get from that is, is that God always keeps his promises everywhere where you read that God keep, uh, makes a promise in his word you can be assured that God will keep his promises now it's been uh, several generations and hundreds of years since 
God made this promise to Abraham, but it's being fulfilled in the day of Joshua. And this is a fulfillment of, of not prophecy, this is a fulfillment of a promise that God has given. And so I didn't want to pass by that without saying it. But if God is the one who is leading you and God is the one who is guiding you in the direction that you're going, we can take that promise from Him also that He gives to, uh, to Joshua. Uh, like what he says in verse 6, be strong and of good courage. He says, be strong and of good courage. I'm not going to forsake you. I'll never fail you, he says in verse 5. And those are words that are of comfort to us because even though we're not embarking on a new land, we're not going into the promised land or anything like that, but we can understand that if God is, uh, not only God keeps His promises, but God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's always the same. He never changes. And if He tells uh, His faithful servant that, uh, that I'm going to go with you and don't worry about it, uh, that you can be courageous and as well because God's never going to fail us. God's always going to be there with us. And what does Jesus say? Now, let's, we'll, we'll jump from here about a thousand years or so to the New Testament when Jesus is about to leave His disciples and He tells them to go all throughout the whole earth sharing His message. He says, wherever you go, I'll be there with you always, even to the ends of the earth. And that's reminiscent of this promise that he gives to Joshua. It is very similar because why? Because Jesus is God incarnate. And so he says, where you go, I'm going. And you need to understand that you need to be of good courage. It's almost as if he's saying the same words. Be of good courage. I'll never fail you. Wherever you go, I'll go, I'm going there with you, even to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so we can always be assured that if, if we walk with God, if we always just stay with God, that God is always going to be with us, that He'll never fail us, and He'll never forsake us. Now, we may forsake Him, in sin, we may uh, find ourselves in situations like the Israelites that find ourselves uh, led astray and, and failing God. But the key thing we need to understand is, is that God never fails us. And God is always there for us when we come back to Him. When we understand that we failed Him, when we understand that we have sinned, and we plead for mercy and for grace, God's always there for us. And He says, I'll never fail you. That's encouraging. That's, that's uplifting. That is uh, something that we can always claim and have a part in our life. And, and something else I want you to understand is, is that He says in verse 8, Always keep My words. And I think that's a, uh, that is a prescription for uh, being able to be courageous. Have you ever been in a situation where you've, well, I'm sure you have, where you've read a book a second time or you've seen a movie and you, you start watching the movie and you realize you've, realized you've seen it already? And if it's one of those Alfred Hitchcock thrillers, or if it's a, a, a or if it's a crime drama, and you're wondering, you're watching Matlock or something, and you're trying to figure out who done it, and if you've seen it before, 
you're not surprised as much the second time, are you? It's no surprise who done it because you already seen who Matlock's going to find out and expose in the courtroom that's done the crime. You know who's done it. Well, if we keep the law of God, if we keep God's Word in our heart and we commit it to us uh, and to our life and we live by it, we can be encouraged because nothing's a surprise to us because nothing's a surprise to God. Now, we might be surprised how God deals with certain things in our life, but we know that we know the end of the story. We know how things are going to finally end up. Even if we leave this earth before they do end, we know the end of the story because we've read it, we've studied it. And if we haven't studied it, we should study it. You need to commit God's Word to your life because every aspect of God's Word will come to pass and everything that God says He'll do, He's going to do. And so when we get into situations where we don't know what's coming, when we get into circumstances where we don't see how things are going to work out, all we have to do is take assurance in God's Word and know that He's always there for us and know that things will turn out right because God is there with us. And so uh, at the beginning as, as Joshua embarks upon this difficult time, he says Be, uh, I want to remind you as we finish out our time here and kind of put this on hold till next week and we can kind of finish this up. I want to encourage you with these words as you go out into the world, as you uh, leave church tonight and as you go into uh, your, uh, your day, the rest of this week I want to encourage you with what God tells Joshua and what He tells us. He says, Be of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Isn't that an awesome promise? That God is... And this isn't just to Joshua. Now, this was due to Joshua then, but we have plenty throughout the rest of Scripture that tells us the very same thing, especially in the New Testament where God tells us that if we accept Jesus into our heart, He's always there with us. He's always in our life. He's guiding us and directing us if we'll simply listen to Him. And so that's our message tonight. Be of good courage. God is with you. He'll direct you if you listen. He'll stay with you no matter what happens.